Welcome to another episode of Two Peas on a Podcast. Counting down movies, music, TV, and pop culture. One top five at a time. And now, here are the two peas. What's up, world? Welcome into another episode of Two Peas on a Podcast. So glad that you're joining us yet again. We got an extravaganza this week. I'm excited about this week's show. I'm excited for the topic. We're doing a very fun top five list this week, but I'm also excited for the guest for a couple different reasons. First of all, he's a first timer. He's never been on the show before. Uh, We've known each other online on social media for, hell, probably two, three years, but he's never made his way over here to two peas i've been on his show before a couple times uh with him and paul but he's never been here so i'm very excited about that but also uh i'm just thrilled about the topic and the guy that i got to come on to talk about this actor with me because i think there's a little bit of a man crush brewing over there and they they love each other kind of in the universe but say what's up to wayne from the countdown wayne what's up brother what up, dog? What's cracking, yeah. G-Banger? How you doing, son? <laughs> I'm living it, dude. I can't remember the nickname you gave me when I came on and did sci-fi movies. Oh, but it, it was G-Banger. 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 G-Banger's yeah. here. Which is an Aussie and term for G-String. But I, I'm using it for you. So. <laughs> we found out. We found out. We found that out. I found that out the easy way uh, last time we spoke. Well, you know, Wayne's here, and uh, you know he's on the countdown with Paul, and Paul's been on quite a few times, Wayne, I'm sure you know, but he's been on my oh, show. Oh, he's the guy. He's, yeah, he's a whore. Yeah, yeah, he's everywhere, you know. <laughs> but he's, been on seven, he's been on seven or eight times, but this is your first time, man. Totally, man. And, Fucking and popping my cherry. Yeah, what a, you know, you know how when they, you know how when the weathermen do like the weather uh, risks, you know, like if it's green or orange or red <laughs> yeah. or whatever. So I feel like I might have to do that for like profanity and like vulgarity oh, for this episode. I don't know it what level. It will be pretty. <laughs> Do you normally threat level orange, or I don't know? <laughs> Do you normally have cusses and swears on your show? Or yeah, oh yeah, no, we're mar- okay. <laughs> no, 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 we're we're marked as explicit, but that's what I'm saying. I don't know if that's even going to cover it, even. <laughs> but well, that's what we got, man. It's you know, well, <laughs> people will people will bro. understand in about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll be like, oh, it's Wayne. Okay, we're good. Well, look, man, I'm a big fan of yours. I appreciate you doing it. Why don't you tell everybody what we're counting down today? Because I feel like this is near and dear to you, man. What's the top five, oh, dude? Today? Dude, it's the top five Tom Cruise movies, and you selected me specifically Ooh. for this because you I know I'm man. gay for the cruise, yo. So Yes. <laughs> <laughs> cruise control, brother. So we're doing our Hell top yeah. five Tom Cruise flicks. So just tell me real quick, man, before we dive into the list. I mean, when mm. you were coming up with did you have you guys done this for your show? We did it like Seriously, Paul could tell you the exact episode, but uh, it was like years ago we did a top, yeah, a top that's what, Tom Cruise top ten. Um, but man, it's, it's been a while. Like, it's been a while, and I'm looking at mine, and I'm and there's a specific movie. Um, I have a favorite kind of movie ish, I guess, 
of Tom mm-hmm. Cruise's, which is actually not on here because I'm revising oh. the list. And that, that movie would be on my top 10. And I could easily do a top 20 for you, man, because I love mm-hmm. me some Cruise. But um, for this one here, this is actually tough, dude, because I'm sitting yeah. there going, it could be any of these. So it's like uh, you got to try and get eclectic when you do a short list, right? So, um, yeah, it, you know. That's, that's, that's what's tough just in general for my show because it's like five and I'm like, oh, fuck. You know, and then I started looking nice at snappy. movies. I get it. Yeah, 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 <laughs> sure. Well, you know, when I was coming up my list, I, you know, Tom, I don't have a man crush on the cruise like you do. I don't sure, think I'm as sure. close, not- as much of a super fan as, as you are. Most fun. I'm just weird. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, he's done some really, really quality stuff, man. And my oh, yeah. list, you know, I got 10 here, obviously, because I, I round out my top 10. Everybody mm. wants to make fun of me with that. But I round out my top 10. But my... In my five, especially, it's like a powerhouse, like Tom Cruise and director combo in almost all of them. Oh, so it's right. A really, yeah. So it's a really strong, like, not just him and like his performance and just, you know, Tom Cruise being Tom Cruise, but also like the kind of technicality behind the camera, too, makes for some really, really good movies. See, that's and a real I, reviewer. That's you're a real reviewer. <laughs> Me, I'm not. all over the place. <laughs> I'm like, I like this part because of this bit and that part, you know. So that's <laughs> right, cool. Right. That's fine. Well, that's fine. We'll see what we do. I don't. Do you think we'll have any crossover? We might have a couple. Must do right. Come on. It's like this is only top five, and like he's done forty odd films. I would say. Um, I'm going to say in our top five that we have one guaranteed crossover, and I wouldn't be surprised at two. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah. I kind of know your sensibility a little bit from listening to you guys over there. So. Five, four. Three, two, one. And here we go. Sure. All right, man. Well, I'll tell you what, if you're ready. I'm ready. Uh, what do you, real quick though, what do you think, what, what, what's your stance on the whole cruise with the Scientology thing? That's kind of okay. weird, right? No, this is, this is a real good question and I understand why go you ahead. asked it. Okay, so here's the thing. Over the years of Love and Tom Cruise, I have had to separate the man and the work a little bit, sure, okay? Sure, Because, sure. Um, don't get me wrong, back in the day, I was the, I have adored him for years, okay? But then, when that whole Scientology, Oprah, couch jumping thing happened, it was hard to love him, okay? And I know what he was doing. <laughs> I know he was like, this was PR, Katie sure. Holmes, whatever, man. All right, I understand it's a business. So, I obviously, well, not obviously, but I don't, I'm not an ascriber to Scientology, uh, but then again, I'm not an ascriber to religion in general. So yeah, same here, same here. So I mean, you're, you're in a practice of religion. I mean, to me, it's they're all it's all religion. Not to get you know super deep on, totally, on the show, totally. but but I mean, I get what you're saying, man. It's like you have Tom Cruise, the entertainer, and then you have you know whatever he might be behind closed doors. But that's not what we're reviewing tonight. So yeah, what you I, have, I, yeah. it's kind of weird. Uh, the Scientology thing is kind of weird. It's weird, yeah, but it's here's strange. the thing, though, right? So you say, okay, so the guy's a bit nuts in terms of that. Then again, those Scientology people treat him like a damn god, right? Literally. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, it's like, well, if you were that guy and you were in that position, maybe you'd probably act much the same way. The whole point about everything that's good is that his work is so consistently good that I can't ignore that he's one of my favorite actors, you know? So I, that's I what it, it is. Yeah. All right, brother. So why don't you start us off? You're the guest. You're a first-timer. So glad you're Coach. here, Wayne. What is your number five Tom Cruise picture, buddy? My number five is a little bit of a cheat because Cruise is not in this movie as much, although he's a what? he's a lead. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's a lead, but he is um 
There's many leads in this film, and I consider this okay. one of my favorite comedies of all time. It is Tropic okay. Thunder. What do you need, Peck? I'm more like, what do you need, Les? Glasses? What? So you can read the Tropic Thunder contract that guarantees my client, Tug Speedman, some form of digital video recorder on location? Huh? Look, Fuckstick, I'm incredibly busy, so why don't you get the hell out of here before I snap your dick off and jam it into your ass? No, not you, Helen. But I will rip your tits off if you don't give me those theaters. Oh, that's okay. on my extended. It's on my extended list. Oh, of course it is, man. Because yeah, check yeah, it yeah. out. I got a whole story about this movie, right? First of all, Go I ahead, saw man. it. <laughs> I saw it in 2008 in the states. I was in New York and I was on a holiday with my mom because that's how I fucking roll. All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, God. All right, yeah. man. So, um, I, w- yeah, basically, I took her to the States for a, for a holiday. Anyway, we were in New York in a cinema in Times Square, right? And this comes out. Now, get this. I didn't know Tom Cruise was in it. I just heard it was wow. a funny. I know. And I didn't Did know Did you know until- it was him when you saw him, though? No. Nope. Because he was in really good costume there. Dude, about halfway, seriously, I would say two-thirds into the movie, all the time I'm looking at Les Grossman, the the, the, the fat suit he's right, in, right, and all that, sure, the bald yeah. I'm like, oh, that guy is so familiar. So Because this is before any of the hype happened. I saw it way early, right? And so yeah. I'm like, I'm like this moment happened. Where, Shit, that's Tom Cruise! And I just crapped my pants because I couldn't believe how good he was at comedy. Like, yeah. He's, so he's the dramatic, the this, the hero, the lead guy, whatever. But now, have you even like that scene where he's the, you know, the big bold guy, Bless Grossman, dancing to Flo Rida, and he's like telling mm-hmm. Matthew McConaughey, you know, play, uh, play, uh, and he's doing yeah. that shit, right? I mean, the movie overall is the bomb. Bob Downey Jr. No, doing, man, Bob yeah. Downey Jr. doing blackface and getting away with it, right? Yeah. This is like yeah. not that long ago, and I don't mean a little. I mean a lot. He was nominated for an Academy Award. For that role. Can you imagine that happening now? Right. Right. (laughs) It's crazy uh, if you think about it in retrospect. It's nuts. And it's like the the thing he got away with. And the reason this movie is so good is that it was basically, if someone pitched this to you, say, listen, we're going to put a guy in black. What are you going to, no way. But the execution was so good. And I didn't think Ben Stiller was this good at directing. But it became. Oh, he's great. I I was going to actually mention, I, I love Ben Stiller films, man. Reality Bites, The Cable Guy. Yeah, Drop you're right. He, he probably yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, he's does a, he does a lot of great work, and um, yeah, I don't know. This is like this is shocking but amazing. But that uh, even him dancing over the end credits is hilarious. So well, I have, uh, I have a little bit of a. I love Tropic Thunder. It's on my honorable mentions. I'll talk about it when we get there. But oh, I yeah. I have a little bit of a sore spot with this movie though because when Bring this movie it. came out, like I don't know, it was twelve years ago now, right? Mm. I had a little bit of a I had a little bit of a weight problem back then, and uh, really? I, I uh, I'm already balding. I'm bald now, but back then I was welcome balding. to the club. I was, lo- I was losing my hair, and I'm also going blind. I can't really. I'm not literally, but I mean, I'm, I need glasses or I can't see two feet in front. Happens of me. to us all. So man. there was a <laughs> there was a period of time when I had these really thick eyeglasses, and I was balding, and I was kind of fat. <laughs> And on social media, I don't know if you recall, but this is like 10 years ago. They did this thing where you put up like your celebrity doppelganger or whatever. And a bunch of my friends put a split screen of me with Tom Cruise from this movie. What a bunch of bastards. That is absolutely cold as ice, man. So so about 10 years ago, I was less gross, but I don't think I still am. I think I've kind of I'm looking graduated at your- from that. I'm looking at your picture here on this whereby, and you do not look like Les Grossman. You're you're doing fine, son. And you know what? If you brought oh, that, man. if you brought that South Carolina, North Carolina brought drawl over to Perth, 
All right? Sure. You would yeah. get ass for days, son. Don't oh, even worry man. about it. Trust well, me. All kinds of Australian poontang getting thrown at your face. So, <laughs> as, soon as, tra- as soon as travel is lifted, brother, I know where I'm coming. Swing by, son. <laughs> it's ass time. I know you're all right. right. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. G-bagger, you know what I mean? That's right, my son. All right. <laughs> okay. So, Tropic Thunder is your five. Good pick, man. That is my all right, five. So, Thank you. You know, we, I, told, I told you I got some powerhouse directors in my top Hell five. Yeah. So. So let's start with Marty Scorsese, man, from oh, 1986, shit. The Color of Money. Interesting choice. Okay, yes. tell me about your Color of Money, man. Well, I mean, I mean, I love Scorsese's style of filmmaking. He's one of my favorites. And this is a short, short especially for a Scorsese film, because it's oh, under yeah. two hours. I didn't even actually know it was him while I was doing research. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, Paul Newman is one of the greats, man, and he mm-hmm. actually won the Academy Award for his, his part in this movie. But Tom Cruise is kind of like the just kind of like asshole kid, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And he's just overconfident and just kind Petulant of a prick, brat. you know. Totally. And he plays and he plays it really, really well, man. And they kind of gain this partnership in the beginning, and Paul Newman, you know, is the mentor, and Cruise is the protege, and then they kind of end up kind of becoming enemies towards the end, and. Then they have a mutual respect kind of rivalry at the end. And also, it's making billiards and pool just, like, exciting. Well, <laughs> it's really exciting, you know. It's an exciting flick. Absolutely. But I love The Color of Money, man. It's just, I, I want to say Cruz may have gotten nominated for this. I don't, he didn't win, uh, but I um, feel like he may have gotten nominated for it. I know Newman won for this. Yeah, Newman won for this. The um, how, how old a guy are you? Joe? I was born in 75. So I, Oh, so you and I are the same age. All right, so I'm, yeah. I'm 45, right? So... Um, when this movie came out, it was the same year as another very, which I'm sure may or may not come up on our list, uh, prominent film of his. And uh-huh. it was so shocking to see this, you know, leading man be this. This is a this is a character piece, uh, this mm-hmm. one here. And to see I Tom agree. Cruise being, like you said, that petulant little sort of, uh, you know, prick. Um, for that to be the thing that he did next, it was a big shock for everyone. And I remember yeah. going, like, yeah, this is the... this. This was when Tom Cruise was doing stuff where he, every time he did a movie, there was a cool little thing that he did. For example, Cocktail, which I'm not sure will be on your list or not. <laughs> no. He's not, okay, I, yeah, I know not. you <laughs> like it, but no, it's no, not no, on it's, my it's, list. it's not on my list, but I do love it. All right? so yeah. Throwing shit into the air and making drinks, flaring, it's called. Sure. That yeah. just made it cool. This one here, <laughs> he's doing no-look pool trick shots, okay? That's right. fucking cool, too. So yeah. it was like, I absolutely understand why it came out like this. But Scorsese, I didn't know it was a Scorsese film at all. I was like, this is, yeah, okay. Well, there you yeah, are. man. And now that you think about it, it is. Yeah, and that's actually kind of one of the things, too. Because, I mean, Scorsese does have that very distinct style of filmmaking. And this one is a little bit different. Like, it's almost like a sports movie, almost. And it's, it, uh, exactly. You know, it's like I said, it's a lot shorter than most of Scorsese's mm-hmm. films. And Probably most of Philippe because I like I I this isn't one of my favorites, but I understand how I felt when I when I when I when I saw it. So um and Tom you know, it's Paul Newman and everything, it's great. It is still great. Yeah, I mean you're I mean you're right though. It definitely I mean, and that's actually why I picked it when you said it's a character piece. I mean, that's absolutely one of the reasons I picked it is just the direction, obviously, and then it is a character piece and it's just driven by the acting. And I feel like Cruz does some of his best work in this movie and we're talking you know what was this 35 years ago and it's just crazy yeah i'm not not saying he hasn't gotten to that level again because he has and i'm sure some of them will come up but this was early in his career and we kind of saw what he could do from like a dramatic arc you know 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I dug it, man. I mean, it was one of the first cruise movies that I really like dug hard, and I got into it. Okay, I'm I'm interested to see what else is on your list now. If you're digging back this deep, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, I'm an '80s I'm an '80s junkie too, though. So, so I love so I, I'm a sucker for the 1980s, man. But that's my number five, The Color of Money, and that swings us over to you, Mr. Wayne, for your four, man. Nice one. Well, this is actually the film I told you that was coming out in that same year that The Color of Money came out. It's Top Gun. Crossover. Okay. This is what I thought we would cross over on. Of course, man. This, because this is coming up on my list. But go ahead. Well, here's the thing, though, right? You think I thought to myself, I'll just leave Top Gun off because if you look at all of his work since, right? He's like, you know, this guy's done work that has become so huge. Top Gun is like where he broke out, if you ask me. All right, like he did, like you know, a bunch yeah, of the I early, like, all the right moves and all that. But Top Gun comes out, and you can say it's cheesy. You can say it's overly homoerotic, uh, but I. <laughs> Personally, I don't. You can't say that. You, you can, can say that. But I personally don't believe there's anything, any such thing as overly homoerotic. Um, it's just the right amount of homoeroticism. It's man, we didn't know at the time when we were kids. That, oh, sorry, I didn't, because again, I was just the same age as I saw. You know, I was a kid, so I was yeah. a teenager, and I'm watching this film, and I'm like, how cool could you possibly be being a fighter pilot? Everyone in the movie is, like, beautiful and has beefcake and is playing volleyball and shit, right? Yeah, Um, yeah, sure. And if you think about it, right? Now, first of all, this movie taught me that you're supposed to stick your tongue in a woman's mouth when you kiss her, right? There you go. I didn't know you had to do that, right? Uh, Or not had to, but I didn't know that was an option. (laughs) Yeah, you don't don't have to, Wayne. No, no. I mean, God knows sometimes you get asked not to, but, like, it's... (laughs) But if you think about it, right? This yeah. Ridley, Ridley Scott is the, the Tony Tesla, Scott. Tony Scott. Sorry, I think, I think it's Tony Scott. Scott. Yeah, yeah. It Tony is Tony Scott. Scott. It's Tony Scott. It's a Tess Matisse direction that, even though this is a bro '80s film, right, with dudes swinging cocks and shit, right, it never <laughs> feels overly misogynistic to Kelly McGillis because I think her character is actually like potentially one of the strongest characters or maybe the strongest character in the film everyone else is all fucking yeah man let's do this or I'm depressed because my friend died and shit like that but she's the one pulling him out of shit so I think that it's like this this made him a movie star but I can totally see why this performance is magic and the show is magic when he's getting shots of the aircraft fantastic man it's great man just great action great I mean it's it's awesome it's coming up on my list so I won't talk too too much about it but I do I do love it and that's the one that I thought we would for sure cross over on and i was right nice what, are, how excited how excited are you for the sequel though you're pumped right shitting my pants with glee yeah. it's like i just um when i saw they the can't trailer, me- they can't mess they can't mess that up man they get they gotta kill that i think it's gonna be great oh look it's tough because you go something you go you revisit something so far like along and it's the odds are against you man right but let me tell you right. the f-14 is one of the most beautiful looking planes ever uh and i'm yeah i mean, be interested to see what they do because they don't use those anymore so like, Ooh, is it gonna turn up very cool right right yeah i'm looking forward to that one too that's why i was that's the one i was referring to earlier it's kind of a bummer that's going to be delayed yeah oh uh, i thought you meant uh i thought you meant uh the latest mission but there you are oh no that one oh is yeah actually, well that, sorry, one that one's that one's made already so yeah that's just a release date thing that's just when i think i think it's gonna get pushed back probably till christmas would be my guess i i would guess so they put spend a boatload on it they can't just put it on streaming all right man well this one might be a little divisive brother i don't know i the only reason Bring i say it. that so my number four it, it's a film that was kind of divisive when it came out man and mm. people you know how you'll hear that term like you either love it or you hate it sure. i love it man and i just rewatched it tonight because it wasn't in my top five initially 
And rewatching it tonight, it's now my number four. What is it? Uh, and it's the first time I've seen it in like three or four years. And it stands up. And I actually almost enjoyed it better when I watched it tonight because I watched it with my son. Yeah. And I introduced, oh. and I introduced it to him. He's uh, he's into kind of like the sci-fi stuff lately. But it's oh. from, first of all, it's Steven Spielberg. So we're talking about powerhouse directors. Yep. 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 But it's uh, War of the Worlds. Oh, shit. I was, I was wondering which one you were going to go with. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Well, the other one's on my honorables. But yeah. But Steve. War of the Worlds. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And you watch this with your boy. That's even cooler. Keep going. I did. Uh, so you're into this one. I didn't know where you stood. Um, it's not on my list, but it's it's it's, it's, it's it could have easily it could be an honorable mention. No problem. I mean, I, I just I'm a sucker for like an alien invasion film, man. I don't know how else to say it. Like I, I just not not even so. I, you know, I know I came on the countdown with you guys. Mm. You know. Uh, around November, December last year, we did sci-fi of the decade. I think we did, right? I, I yeah, believe. yeah, that's right. And, uh, you know, I just love that kind of just imaginative storytelling. Do you know what I mean? Where you literally just like make up shit based on the unknown. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, because nobody knows. So you could literally make any kind of fucking story that you want and any kind of <laughs> characters that you want and, uh, you know, it's going to be intriguing if you're into that sort of thing. This was obviously based on a book and it was a remake from an older movie from, I want to mm-hmm. say, the six, 60s, but I could be That's wrong. right. Orson Welles. Yep. Uh, but it's got the little narration in there from Morgan Freeman, which I love. Obviously, his voice is the best. A really True. weird fucking bit part by Tim Robbins in this movie. He was kind of the weird. That uh, was the that that element <laughs> with Tim Robbins in it is the yeah. bit. So the movie, why he, because he's the asshole ish sort of dad, but then he doesn't become the asshole ish dad. He becomes the, I'm the dad who's going to do the thing that I really need to do to protect my kids, and I can't allow Tim Robbins to let us get discovered. So what does right. he do? He fucking kills him, man. Right. He fucking kills right. him. And it's like he closes the door, and the way that's handled is, whoa, this dude's actually yeah. capping a motherfucker. So it's like, it's a tense scene, man. A tense scene for sure. Yeah, beautiful. I I thought in 2005. I mean, I thought the special effects were good, man. I I mean, I dug them. I thought it was awesome. Obviously, Spielberg's a master. I love Dakota Fanning too, and she she obviously grew up to be an amazing actress. But this was one of her early film roles. She plays his daughter in the movie. I already mentioned Tim Robbins, but yeah, I love War of the Worlds, man. I love a good like alien invasion film, and I I remember at the time when this came out or when they announced it, I remember being concerned because it was a remake. And yep. usually, usually with the alien films, you know, movies like Signs and stuff like that, I mm. usually and like even recently, like Arrival and um, yeah, Annihilation. Did you like all even those? I did. Yeah, I love. All I, good, I'm man. a sucker for those. I love them. You know, but they were like original. Do you know what I mean? Like those Absolutely. were new stories that we hadn't heard. So I was. I remember being concerned because I'm like, oh man, you know. I don't know, but it's Spielberg, it's Cruz, but but I dug it. It's, it pleasantly surprised me, and like I said, it really holds up because I just watched it again today, and I really, I, I'm still on board with it. So, War of the Worlds is my number four. So, oddly apt given the uh, the current state of things, because like pretty much those aliens died because they got kind of a sick, <laughs> on right, Earth. right, and then right. you know then they could blow up and stuff like that. So that was yeah, absolutely, man, great, great pick. Cool, man. Yeah, I was I was hoping you you weren't a hater of this one, but totally I know there's like a it. lot of haters for it out there. Is so. there? Yeah, it's it's split, man. I, I should look up the Rotten Tomatoes. Hey, give me a second. I'll look at. I can edit this out if I need to. Yeah, hit it, hit it, hit it. War of the Worlds. Yeah, see, it's seventy five percent for critics, but the audience is forty two percent. That amazes me. I thought this thing yeah. was popular with everyone. Um, yeah. oh, okay, quite a surprise. Yeah, that's crazy. But anyway, I so love it, and it's my number four Tom Cruise flick. So we're over to you for your three, man. What do you got? 
Booyah. This one is a definitely like a favorite favorite of mine, and it's in the Mission Impossible series. Okay, mm-hmm, sure. Uh, but here it is. I will admit to you, this is an odd. This is the type of thing that drives Paul nuts. I think that the latest version, the latest Mission Impossible, was probably slightly better than this, but this one is my favorite. It is Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, the fourth one. That's a good one. Okay, that's a, now, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Brad Bird directed this, so he did The Incredibles, and I didn't know he was good with live action, but it turns out he's a freaking master. Um, he does, this is basically, Spectacle is the name of the game, okay? So, not only did, because Mission Impossible had done, like, the first one was amazing, the second one sucked, and then the third one was JJ, and it was just, it's sort of coming back, right? It was mm-hmm. the only thing, yeah. it, felt a, it felt a bit like a TV movie, because JJ's close-ups and whatever. But then this one, this is, boom, this is where it takes off, right? And that Burj Khalifa sequence, where he's, like, doing shit, and he's, like, you know, he's climbing on the side, and what was cool about this film, apart from the fact that he was just sweet as cool, and, and, and the team was really <laughs> cool in this, right? Is that mm-hmm. all of the gadgets they had fucked up. They fucked them all up. And this was the movie that addressed the whole, um, you know, the mask thing that you do in Mission Impossible? Where, like, you're sitting there going, where did you get that fucking mask from? Like, these people, these missions are burned, like, they're underground and they're still getting a mask. And they showed you in this movie how they made those masks. And then the mask right. fucked up. So it's like, oh, shit, now we got to do something else. Cool. If you take a Mission Impossible film, take away all the gadgets, and then it still rocks, that's an achievement. So, uh Big fan of this one. So now you said Fallout was a better movie, but this is your favorite. So what's where's the distinction there? The Just distinction the way is this one made you feel when you saw it, or this there's definitely some heart with this one. Like uh, for me, I look at. I'll be honest with you. Paul always laughs at me at this. Tom Cruise wears this blue suit in the movie, right? And, <laughs> right. And and it's got sort of a and and he's sort of walking along a tarmac with his team in this fucking sweetest blue suit ever. And I'm like, that motherfucker <laughs> right. is so cool. I want to shit my pants. And yeah, then, sure. right? But then after all of that, it, just the 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 cars, the fights, the the opening sequence with Sawyer from Lost in it, and like you know, just mm. shit like that. For some reason, the movie itself became like this perfect action piece. I actually consider it one of the best action movies I've ever seen. Um, nice. So yeah, the but the Fallout Fallout was so Fallout had Superman in it, man, and it had that yeah. sweet like I hope it's not on your list because we're just talking about it, but um the bathroom fight, no. you know. Yeah, I didn't put any Mission Impossible's on my list. I, I I've kind of scattered my viewings of those. Like I'm not an avid viewer of the Mission Impossible's. I'll catch them in the theater just because the action is usually so sure. awesome and intense on the big screen. But Did I don't like the- follow it as closely as a lot of major fans do. Yeah. But I will tell you that it's funny you say that because Fallout and Ghost Protocol are my two favorites from, yes. from the Mission Impossible series. See, that like, so, Rogue Nation was fine, but this, Fallout was insane. But this one is my favorite. So, yeah, I, I totally yeah. get it. Ah, yeah, I nice. think that, that's the that's the uh, skyscraper in Dubai or whatever, right, with the sandstorm. That's sand the storm. one. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so there you go. That's your number three, and I knew you were going to have a Mission Impossible film. I just <laughs> didn't, didn't know which one it was, but right, there it is. Right, and then And then at my three is where we had our crossover so far, so that's where I put Top Gun. So Ah, uh, nice. Mean, yeah, I mean, you already, you know, summed it up beautifully. I mean, the only thing I'll say is just... It's just, first of all, it's the 80s again. So, you know, mm. I love I love me some 1980s. But it is a product of its time. I mean, you know, we were joking a little bit about the homoeroticism and the shirtless volleyball <laughs> games and all that, you know. But come on, dude. I mean, not only Cruz, but you got a young Val Kilmer, uh, Anthony Edwards. Absolutely. I, I mean, the soundtrack, man. I mean, come on, dude. Take the My soundtrack. Birth Away by Berlin. Dude, Danger that Zone. shit is tight. Like, that uh, is the, unbelievable. I still listen to some of that shit now. You know, playing Hell with yes. the yeah, that's all good stuff, man. And it's just great, man. 
This I want. Great. I wonder if they'll put a volleyball scene in the new one. You know what I'm saying? Because that became oh, they've so got iconic. To. But if they do, how are they going to handle that? This dude's like fucking sixty. <laughs> so it's like I guess. <laughs> I mean, I guess he could see maybe the new kids because isn't Miles Teller in it or some it's, other? Dudes? Okay, so th- by the way, yeah. Miles Teller. I love me some. This, Miles Teller is one of those actors where I love his work. I suspect he's a cunt. So it's like. <laughs> But I still really like his work. <laughs> right, yeah, so yeah. Totally in front of the board. camera. In front absolutely, of the camera, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right, well, that's the, that's my three, Top Gun. And nice uh, we're up to our runner-ups, man. What do you All got? All right, my number two, y'all, is Collateral. First time in L.A.? No. Tell you the truth, whenever I'm here, I can't wait to leave. You know, sprawled out, disconnected. You know, that's me. You like it? It's my home. 17 million people. This is a country be the fifth biggest economy in the world and nobody knows each other. I read about this guy who gets on the MTA here, dies. Six hours he's riding the subway before anybody notices his corpse doing laps around LA, people on and off sitting next to him. Nobody notices. <laughs> okay, so collateral, you know, this is, um, Tom Cruise had become, he'd gotten a reputation for only playing good guys, okay? And so very rarely does he do the I'm a bad guy thing. And he totally did in this one. And my God, did he do it to amazing effect. I remember Mm -hmm. that he did all this gun training for it. And I've seen like videos on YouTube and stuff of of actual rednecks going like, yo, this he does it exactly perfect. Like his technique is amazing, right? Um, (laughs) Right. Which is cool because I I, I don't, in Australia, we don't know shit about guns, man. So I got to rely on Americans to tell me what the right way to handle a gun is. Well, we'll definitely tell you. <laughs> I love that. And by the way, I um I don't care who knows this. I love guns. I love the aesthetic of guns. I like the idea of guns. Um, nice. I don't like the fact that they, everybody gets killed by them. But in terms of just functionality and the way it looks and stuff, I've always thought it was cool. Whatever. I'm a kid. I grew up. All right. So, um, but for for this one here, he's him and Michael Mann come together and they're like, okay. We've got like this character, and the idea with that character is he's rough trade in a great suit. Sorry to keep doing things about suits, but basically he's in this no, suit sort okay. of thing. And he, uh, you know, the fact that he, his name is, what is it? I think it's Vincent in this movie. I can't remember his name. Yeah. But um, he is just gangster all the way through it. And when he takes, like, he's two tweakers are like basically rubbing his stuff. And he takes both of them out with like four rounds from his like handgun which is holstered when he's you know taking out two guys who already have their guns drawn that is magical man so um and and you know the way this movie ends and the way it comes to just pure class michael mann doesn't always do good shit because yeah. like miami vice but this here is the gun <laughs> miami vice is one of the worst movies i've ever seen <laughs> oh it was such a letdown especially since a, i love that tv series you i know, know? I was it was like, a piece Ugh. of shit but this here yeah. yeah if he just does these that's that's all you need <laughs> Yeah, Michael Mann's got a very distinct style of filmmaking as well, and this one's on my honorable mentions. Yeah, but I and the reason it made my my extended list is because, like you said, he's the bad guy, and we never see that, bro. That's right, uh, and I he's mean, so he watchable, like as a bad guy, and you didn't think that it would be. It's like I want to see Tom Cruise win, but he's a fucking like he kicks ass. So I believe that he's nasty as hell, so that's cool. It's also, it's also a great casting. Uh, choice because it's like you know obviously people know Tom Cruise they know his face they yeah. know that he that he is the staple good guy mm-hmm. so it's almost like it's hard to dislike him you know what I mean even though he's doing these kind exactly of you still like him you still like him. he's right. watchable so that that's the right. whole thing about Tom Cruise he's re- really watchable 
Well, cool, man. All right, so my runner-up is a an, another kind of like acting powerhouse. It's a character piece, and more Oscar nominations getting thrown around here, and I think wins too. Actually, I know wins for one particular individual. Mm-hmm. But again, we're I gotta. I'm always in the damn '80s, Wayne. But 1988, <laughs> it's a uh, Barry Levinson's Rain Man. Oh, good call, up. good call. I, this is a, this is a left fieldish call because a lot of people forget this one because of all yeah. the other shit he did. But this was. Here's your character piece right here. Please go on. Yeah, you're exactly, man. I mean, so good, dude. I mean, Tom Cruise, of course, and kind of reminiscent a little bit to the character in Color of Money, where he's a little bit of an asshole. Totally, he's totally. Yeah, you know, he's kind of got that chip on his shoulder and mm-hmm. uh, just kind of immoral a little bit uh, when it comes to Dustin Hoffman's uh, Raymond in the film. But over the course mm-hmm. of the movie. Uh, you can see the bond grow stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger until we get to the end. And it's just a beautiful ending and it all comes together beautifully. Uh, but also you got to think about, you know, Cruz, uh, his character's name was Charlie in the movie. And you got to yep. think about the situation Charlie is in there. I mean, if you really think about it, I mean, if you're escorting around this savant who mm. is high functioning like that, I mean, yeah. how, how would you feel? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like you wouldn't be, <laughs> and it your would brother. be, Right, right. It wouldn't be rainbows and unicorns, you know. What I mean, no. it would be a, it would be a burden for sure. And Tom Cruise really, you know, sells that beautifully. I think absolutely. This is and the- I love I love the arc of this movie, man. It's it, it's one of the best movies to come out of the eighties, period, in any genre. Rain Man, I love it's, it. What were you gonna say about it? It's got a ton of heart. That's why it's this movie. Like that's why you remember it because him being that sort of. First of all, the eighties were all about powerhouse fucking businessman 80s style i'm an asshole shark 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 you know so he's definitely right. that character okay and then it's like oh but then you find out you have this brother who's autistic and then for him to go through the movie and you to believe that he throws in so heavily with mm. this brother that he didn't know he had and oh, he's autistic and then he's all of a sudden he's more important to the to, uh, by the end he's more important to him than his business deals or his lady or right. his life or whatever that and the fact that they made the whole thing believable and of course Dustin Hoffman mm. does an incredible job um that's why this film is the bomb and he's he plays it perfectly you're right yeah oh good call man this is a good call good pull yeah thanks man I love it Rain Man's my number two and here we go, Wayne. We're up to mm. our ones, brother. How you All feel? Right, man. I, uh, only one crossover so far. I don't. I don't know if we'll have the same number one. I don't think so. But ba- based on your, um, let's see. Ed, based on your, you telling me about how you like sci-fi, there's a chance we do have the fucking top, oh. the same top one. My number go one, ahead. Edge of Tomorrow, son. You ship out to the coast in one hour. Your camera crew is standing by. You'll be on the beach with the first wave. I'm sorry, the first wave of the beach, you mean the front? France! Satellites show minimal enemy movement on the coast. Little resistance. Little exciting, something to tell your grandchildren. Well, I appreciate the confidence, General. Yes. I'm do, I do this to avoid doing that. <laughs> I, I, I was in ROTC in college. The war broke out. I lost my advertising firm. and Here I am. You know, I do what I do, and you, you do what you do. But I'm not a soldier, really. No, of course you're not. That's why I'm embedding you with several hundred thousand men and women who are. While it is an honor, General, I'm afraid I'm going to have to decline. Can't stand the sight of blood. Not so much as a paper cut. <laughs> <laughs> 
that, no, a good one though. No, oh, okay, yeah. all right. So, I think that this was possibly the most pleasant surprise of the decade. So, Edge of Tomorrow <laughs> is with him and Emily Blunt. By the way, I adore Emily, Emily Blunt. Blunt. Oh, bro. She's you know why so... I couldn't put this on my list? Because this is an Emily Blunt movie. I'm sorry. No, you're a big sorry, fan. You're a big fan. <laughs> oh, I love I her. She's one of my dude. queens, dude. Okay, so just let's take a little sidestep here. Who is she? The hottest? Or is she like your favorite Hollywood lady, leading lady? Shall we say? Or is it, um, is it someone? Is it someone like slightly? Uh, I know it's hard. Uh, she's up there. She's top five, but it's probably like ScarJo. ScarJo. Oh, you're a ScarJo yeah. man. I see. Yeah, I like I like ScarJo. You know who's my jam? Rebecca Ferguson. Like, just oh, thinking of Mission yeah, she's Impossible. Good. And she's like, under the radar, too. But yeah, she's... She's yeah. she's under the radar, but she's got... I got this thing for English chicks. I don't know. But, like, she's just amazing. For me, she's the most pretty woman I've ever seen. But anyway, sorry. I digress. Edge of tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just talk about ass for 10 seconds, and then we'll come back. Please. Um, so yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be a Wayne episode. It wouldn't be a Wayne guest spot without it. Right? <laughs> They'd be like, this isn't the real Wayne. This is fake Wayne. <laughs> it genuinely surprises me when people think that. I'm like, oh, I didn't think I talked about ass that much, but there you are. Um, <laughs> yeah, we got it in there. Nice. <laughs> well, I, okay. So this one here, it's sci-fi. It's one of those Groundhog Day-esque movies. But if you're making a Groundhog Day movie where you show the same scene a hundred times, you got to get real creative about how you do that so it's not boring to people, all right? Mm-hmm, and then you've mm-hmm. got, there's a definite arc with this character, but he, come, he comes from being basically a suit, which happens to be in the army, like a PR guy, and then turns into badass warrior man who doesn't mind dying over and over and over. Now, I remember that there was a rumor that Tom Cruise had a clause in his contract where he could not die in a lot of movies because he was the action hero. And that's why he only dies in a very few movies. Like, he died in Collateral, a couple of other ones, but not very I many. I didn't know that. Well, this movie here, I think, was... This is speculation, but I think he was actually... him. This one and a movie called Oblivion. Um, he actually, on purpose, dies over and over and over and over. Just as like, it's like, fuck you guys, I don't have that clause. <laughs> right? Or at least I don't have a clause. <laughs> this I don't have a problem with doing that. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, this is... I mean, as a sci-fi fan... You got to the, the complexity with the time jumps and the this and the aliens and the cause and but the action is amazing and Doug Lyman directed this. He's your born identity guy. Uh, I did not think he had this in him because born identity the action is interesting and good but it's sped up. This is not that. This is pure spectacle action and it's bloody mind blowing. So I've always I, I've always always loved this movie. It's almost a perfect movie for me. Love it, man. It's a good pick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I like this movie, so I don't want you to take this the wrong way. But I no, guess no, the, tro- cool. the the Groundhog Day trope did kind of Great wear on me a little sure. bit. Through, yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, at the end when it was over, I was like, okay. I mean, I enjoyed my time with it. Um, that's yeah. the only thing. That's why See, I didn't make my initial my understandable. List. But it's Paul, a good movie though. Yeah, Paul thinks it bitched out at the end. I don't think so. It made me happy at the end. So <laughs> there you are. <laughs> Oh, I love Emily Blunt though, am I right? Oh yeah, man. It's off the chain. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> she was she was in my she was in my top five Hollywood hotties we did about six months ago. Can you just you give go me, back? Can, can you give me a couple of those real quick? I'm really interested. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Let me scroll. I've got my list here Sorry. actually. Hold on. No, no, here they are. Hold on. So well, I kinda have a weird sensibility, so don't no, some no. of these you might so do some I, of man. these you might be like, What? No, that's cool. Uh, so so her, um mm-hmm. Daisy Ridley from Star Wars. Sure. Ray. Ray. Uh Amelia Clark. From Game of Thrones. You like the English roses too, son. Yes. I absolutely am infatuated with Reese Witherspoon, so she's on my list. Okay, yeah, cutie. Uh, and then my top two were Margot Robbie and ScarJo. Oh, you like a few Aussies as well. So, right. yeah, well, Margot. Um, yeah. 
right. very nice very nice. i'm interested thank you okay good, good. yeah man uh, okay so here we go brother my number one is the only movie and you guys actually did this uh for like a landmark on your show where you mm. had your guests or your listeners i should say send in their top 10 movies of all time you recall that that's right last yeah. year when you guys totally. did that this is the only Tom Cruise movie that was on that list that I sent you guys. Yeah. So this movie, this movie is my number nine movie of all time, Whoa. brother, and it is absolutely the best acting job that Cruise has ever put in, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, not, you know, it's not action, it's none of that stuff. But I'm talking about just acting performance. Oh man, what movie. is it? I, I think I know not, what it is. Not, not just by him, and I'm talking about. There's two or three actors in this mm-hmm. movie that gave the best performance of their careers absolutely. in one movie. Yep. Uh, it's A Few Good Men from oh! 1992. Why did you ask Jessup for the transfer order? What? In Cuba, why did you ask Jessup for the transfer what does order? It why? I wanted the damn transfer order. Bullshit. You could have gotten it by picking up the phone and calling any one of a dozen departments at the Pentagon. You didn't want the transfer order. You wanted to see Jessup's reaction when you asked for the transfer order. You had an instinct, and it was confirmed by Markinson. Now, damn it, let's put Jessup on the stand and end this thing. What possible good could come from putting Jessup on the stand? He told Kendrick to order the code red. He did? That's great. Why didn't you say so? And of course, you have proof of that. Oh, I'm sorry. I keep forgetting. You were sick the day they taught law at law school. You put him on the stand and you get it from him. Oh, we get it from him. Yes, no problem. We get it from him. Colonel Jessup, isn't it true that you ordered the code red on Santiago? Listen, we're all a little... Eh, I'm sorry. Your time's run out. What do we have for the losers, Judge? Well, for our defendants, it's a lifetime at exotic Fort Leavenworth. And for defense counsel Kathy, that's right, it's a court-martial! Yes, Johnny! After falsely accusing a highly decorated Marine officer of conspiracy and perjury, Lieutenant Kathy will have a long and prosperous career teaching typewriter maintenance at the Rocco Colombo School for Women. Thank you for playing, should we or should we not? Follow the advice of the galactically stupid. A few yeah. good men is your number one. A few good men is this my is number one. Huge dude. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because I would not have. I thought you were going to say Jerry Maguire because that's who's my favorite movie. That's the thing uh, I left, I left I know off. You this love list. Jerry Maguire, and that's yeah. that's probably his number two acting. That's that's a rom com, which is okay. I'm not saying yeah, you yeah, can't totally. Have a good I mean, it's because acting. It's, I'm a bitch. It, let's let's face it. So, um, but a few <laughs> good men, man. So, like, this yeah. is probably one of the most quotable movies of all time. Who doesn't do oh, that? You can't handle the, tr- you know, like that's. And, but well, you know, on. and and Nicholson, you know, from like his just obviously he's an iconic actor, Jack Nicholson. Yeah. And that scene, we think of him kind of spouting out, you know, your goddamn right to order the code red, and you know, you can't handle truth yep. and all that stuff. But Tom Cruise really uh, anchors that scene. I mean, he really does. Like, if you go back and watch that scene, you know, the kind of boisterous uh, outburst from mm-hmm. Nicholson are, are what we remember. Yep. But when you go back and watch that, bro, Tom Cruise's interaction with Nicholson, it gives you chills. I mean, that's literally an acting clinic. That's two of the best in the game hmm. literally playing off of each other. And if you watch that scene, it's... I mean, it's intoxicating to see how they kind of play off each other. And Tom Cruise is very calm. He's like, no, yeah, it's, it's crystal clear, you know, and he's like doing the whole thing, you know. And then yeah. Nicholson eventually loses his temper because of how Cruise is kind of subtly jabbing at him throughout that scene. 
But just the movie in general is awesome. I mean, Demi Moore, man. I mean, this is one of her best roles, and she was fucking hot in this, bro. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Kevin Kevin Bacon, Kiefer Sutherland, even Kevin Pollack I love, who plays like his kind of sidekick uh, lawyer in the movie. Uh, Christopher the- Guest is in it. Cuba Gooding. I mean, it's just... Rob Reiner's the director. I mean, you know, like I said, it's in my top ten movies of all time, and I'm intrigued, I man. I'm intrigued yeah. that this, like, this of of his performance is what stands out to you. Don't get me wrong; it's great, and I remember seeing it at the time because I remember at the time that the buzz about this movie was, yeah, Jack Nicholson, yeah, but he's actually hardly in it. He's in it for like two scenes. He probably did like a right. day or two on the show. Um, and when the, obviously the you can't handle the truth and all that sort of stuff, but it was cool that Tom Cruise's character was this sort of up and coming naval lawyer guy, and he's like he likes mm-hmm. baseball and he thinks better when he's got his bat in his hand and he's talking shit mm-hmm. and he's yep. like you know that all that whole thing was very, what, what what this came out was it nineties ninety two ninety two yeah yeah mm-hmm. that whole time was like you could still play that not earnest but earnest kind of prick guy and it really really played well i do love this movie no doubt that's just i'm right. just amazed that's that, that's that's one of your faves that's cool man nice yeah cool. i mean I, I i'm a sucker for a good courtroom drama too which is really what this is uh, yes at, at its core it's very it's important drama but just a powerhouse acting from demi moore tom cruise and jack nicholson in this movie mm-hmm. they're all at the top at the top of their game man and I love this one. I was wondering if you would think if you would be surprised by it, but totally, totally. And and also it was so impressionable at a time in my life. I mean, I was a junior in high school when it came out, and I probably saw it short, shortly thereafter. And we were just the same impressionable. Age. Yeah, yeah. So I've just it's always stuck with me, man. It's 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 one of my favorite films, and it's definitely my favorite film with with Cruz. That is it. the that is the cool <laughs> thing about movies, man. Like they 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 solidify a moment in your life. So you remember how you felt when you saw that movie. Now you love that movie. I'm the same way with right. tons of things, man. Um, right, right. So that's cool, man. Nice work. Cool, brother. All right. Well, why don't you uh, wrap up your five real quick, Wayne? Just remind cool. everybody what your top five was. Sure. Well, after Jeremy Maguire, we got The Last Samurai. Sweet sword scene. Oh, you're doing you're doing your honorable mentions. Oh, sorry. Sorry. What were you saying? <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Oh, you got to wrap up the ones we just did. Sorry. Yeah, you sorry. can do that first if you want. But what I was just saying is wrap, <laughs> sorry, wrap up your up. five uh, or uh, remind everyone when you're top five. Got it. Sorry. <laughs> top five is uh, Tropic Thunder is five, four, Top Gun, three, Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol, two, Collateral, number one was Edge of Tomorrow. There you go. And my top five was The Color of Money, War mm-hmm. of the Worlds, Top Gun, Rain Man, and A Few Good Men was my number one. I'm really so impressed we only... Only one crossover, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, thought, I thought you might name Rain Man. Uh, that was the one that I was like, maybe he'll... Yeah, uh, yeah. The, no, it's, look, on. it's it's on the short list. Like I said, I could do a top twenty. <laughs> but go, but go ahead. What was your six through ten, brother? What's your honorable? You, now you can give me your honorable. Okay, so yeah, Jerry Maguire, uh, Last Samurai, uh, Interview with the Vampire. Uh, mm-hmm. I had a very like a date kind of thing with that when it happened. Very cool. Uh, mm-hmm. I had War of the Worlds too, and you know what? I had motherfucking um, uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. That that thing is oh. just I couldn't look past it. Yeah, it's too good, man. The action sequences of that are just Off the un- chain. unbelievable. All right, so I got a couple you didn't mention. Bring uh, it. Actually, one I'm surprised you didn't mention, but my number six would have been Risky Business. I mean, come <laughs> on, man. That's what, that's what started it. That's what started it for our guy, you know? I mean, <laughs> I remember and, Risky uh, Business with the Porsche and everything. Yeah, totally. That, for yeah, me, that's a nostalgia pick. Yeah, young dudes running a brothel. I mean, what do you got to do? He's like a dream, dream come true. <laughs> Um, and then I'm surprised you didn't mention my number seven, but it's Minority Report, another Spielberg. You're right. Like, like I said, these things, are, they were playing jazz in the entire list because Minority Report was so fucking good, man. It really was, man. It I was agree. great. 
And let's see, my, and then you already mentioned the rest of mine. My eight would have been Tropic Thunder. There Boom. you go. My nine would have been Collateral. And my 10 would have been Interview with the Vampire. I'm a, I'm a horror fanatic, much like your buddy Paul. And, Are you uh, really? So interview you like. I did, yeah. Tom Cruise doesn't dive into horror, kind of like we were talking about with comedy and being a bad guy. You know, he, he kind of has a shtick, but when he, when he kind of did Interview with the Vampire, I mean, that's a horror movie. See, that's the thing. You're, you're right. It probably is. In my head, it's not, though. To me, it's a vampire drama, and it's like a, it's a character study on how... Sure. Lestat turns Brad Pitt, not because he's, like, out of amusement. He does it because he's lonely, you know? And that's why right. he's like, this, this kind of shit happens. But, like, yeah, absolutely, man. Interview is such a great movie. Good call. All right, brother. Well, what we like to do to wrap up the show, mm-hmm. Wayne, at the end at the end of the episode, is just head over to social media and see what the fans had to say. Let's do it. All right, Wayne. So we'll start over on Twitter now. I like to. I don't look at these, Wayne, until I record. I go back and see what the fans had to say and kind of see, you know, if it kind of surprises me a little bit as opposed to knowing in advance. I don't want to mess up my list, you know. Sure. So I, I'll thumb through them and see if there's some that we haven't mentioned. So. Good times, great movies. My buddy Doug over there, which is one that we did not mention, Eyes Wide Shut. What do you think about that? Dude, Eyes Wide Shut, um, titty bonus galore. All of, I was all over say, that this, is your, this has got Wayne written all over it, brother. <laughs> but it was such a weird movie because like, I remember watching, like, because they go into the big mansion and everyone's having sex, and then there's just some dude railing some woman in a couch onto the side of the screen, and you're like, man, it only... It only feels like it looks good when you're actually having sex. When you're watching someone do it on a couch, it looks kind of clumsy. <laughs> <laughs> you want to give them pointers, right? Uh, it's like, like, listen, man, just like keep your head down. I don't know. I don't well, know. It was. Yeah, it was. Put your it leg was a, there, dude. <laughs> it was a great but really weird movie, and I can see why they wanted to do a Stanley Kubrick film and all that sort of stuff. I can sure. see why actors gave up. But look, it was great. It just doesn't stick in my brain. Ironically. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so Gidget Von LaRue, good friend of the show. I know yeah, you're no, she's a friend with you guys too. She's got her list here, Rain Man, and she says he should have won the Oscar for that. Yeah. Good, uh, cool. She's she's also got Eyes Wide Shut, American mm-hmm. Maid, Valkyrie, and Magnolia. I'm surprised we didn't mention Magnolia. I thought his performance was to die for in Magnolia. I got a I got a confession to make, man. I've not seen Magnolia because it was too Ooh. long. <laughs> and also okay. I I got a problem with Robert Altman. Like, um, I think it was the Robert Altman? I can't remember who directed that. I Paul Thomas Anderson. Paul Thomas Anderson, sorry, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I do want to actually, I'm going to get around to it. But, yeah, I never saw that because he wasn't the lead and stuff. I know he got the the nom for supporting yeah. actor in that movie. Yeah. So, yeah, good call. I mean, I'm interested in, in American Made and, and on Gidget's list. I, I didn't, I liked that movie, but I thought it was just okay. Like, it seemed, to, but eh, it's cool. I love that other people like his stuff. I didn't see that one. That's that's a recent one, though. It was like a couple years ago, right? Yeah, a couple years ago. It's interesting. It's interesting, but it's because he's got a really young wife, a young hot wife. I know it's Tom Cruise. He could do that, but uh, it was it was a really, really good movie. It just wasn't, to me, an Academy Award winner, but I can see why people would love it. It's good. I got you. Swamp Thing on Twitter has got another one that we did not mention, Vanilla Sky. Loved that, that movie. Loved yeah. that movie. I love me some Cameron Crowe because of the Jerry Maguire thing, but yes, that one was great. It was just weird, a hard one to enjoy because his face was all fucked up like halfway through the movie, but I still think it's a great, well-made movie. <laughs> Right, right, right. Uh, Dan is not the problem on Twitter, says, mm-hmm. ignoring ignoring the always exciting Mission Impossible films, I'm giving a shout out to Night and Day, which he thought was kind of fun. Interesting. That was pure chemistry between him and Cam Diaz. So I understand right. how that works. Um, yeah, no, great film. Great film. It's f- f- Hollywood fluff, but still good. Yeah, it was. I thought it was decent. Yeah, It definitely was Hollywood fluff, you're right, but I mm. thought it was decent. I was surprised to see it get some mentions out of all the movies that he's done. Yeah, I I, I, me too. I did enjoy it. 
Uh, House of Cinema says the incredibly underrated Minority Report. I agree with him there. Yeah, Wayne, totally. Wayne didn't even include it in his 10. I can't. <laughs> I, I thought for sure you were going to have it in your extended list. I think I was just rushing through a man. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it, brother. I feel it. Um, let's see. Nerd Lantern of Sector 2814 on Twitter says, I'm only going to say five, which is hard, but the Mission Impossible series. So first of all, he's already cheating. And he's also got <laughs> Legend, The Edge of Tomorrow, Night and Day. And then uh, we didn't mention Born on the Fourth of July, which was Tom Cruise's Oscar win. I That's Yeah. You know what? I don't necessarily care for hard-hitting Vietnam flicks for some reason. I don't know. Like I just don't do that. But what is, what's more important about that list is he's put Legend on that list, man. Have you seen Legend? Yeah. That's like Tom Cruise, uh, one of his first few movies, right? He's yeah, like, yeah, he I saw it, but that was like 1982 or some shit, right? That's right. He doesn't even talk about that movie. Like, he doesn't talk about it. And, like, it's <laughs> it's got great makeup, but it is an odd, odd film, man. And it's kind of... <laughs> Legend. It's, it's, yeah, it's actually, I gotta say, I think it's kind of shit. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, there know, you go. It's, again, Nostalgia Man, it's strong. Yeah, true. Ticket Time Machine's got a couple that you're going to like on here. Let me Bring go through it. them real quick. A, a Few Good Men, Rain Man. Jerry mm-hmm. Maguire, Cocktail, Boom. and The Firm. We didn't mention The Firm tonight either. The Firm's awesome. Uh, fantastic score that is pure piano. Wicked. And Cocktail. I love Cocktail, man. Everyone I know checks you the shit do. About it. I, I know it. you do. I've heard you talk about that before. <laughs> uh, let's see what we got over on the Facebook fan page. Guys, if you have not joined up yet, check the show notes and join up. That is where we interact with our fans the most. I uh, love these guys. So Justin from the Epic Film Guys has oh, got yeah. a gif of Tom from Risky Business with the shades. Of course that hipster I, would like this one. <laughs> yeah, it's, icon- it's iconic though, man. I you know, know, I know. <laughs> this is funny because Justin. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, he's a patron of the show. Thank you, Justin. And another patron, Michelle Dodo, says she's not a big fan of his, but mm-hmm. there are a couple movies of his that she likes, and she has a gift from The Outsiders. Outsiders! Old school, yeah. son! That's yeah. big. That All is right, a nice. great that's a great movie. We had to read that in high school. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like West Side Story, but not. Yeah. And then Julio from The Contrarian says, everybody runs, and he's got a gif of him from Minority Report. <laughs> so good, so good, the good Tom Cruise there. run. Yeah, man. He's fucking always running. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, or playing volleyball. Uh, Nick Sprance, <laughs> Nick Sprance, he says Magnolia. So we talked okay. about that one I gotta a little that. bit already. Uh, my buddy Michael Hill mentioned a few here that we have. He also mentioned a legend. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm is here. going on? Uh, I, don't know, are they tro- I don't know if they're trolling us or not. Uh, he's also got The Last Samurai, Minority oh, yeah. Report, Edge of Tomorrow, and Tropic Thunder. Boom. Uh, let's see. Matt Lewinsky, a frequent contributor to the show, has got one that we haven't mentioned, but let me run through his list. He's got Top Gun, Jerry Maguire, The Outsiders, and Rock of Ages. Did you see that one? Yes, I did. I saw it in the movies, and I got to say, it was not for me. But um, <laughs> it was look, it was cool that he he could play Stacey Jacks with that ripped body and the long hair and singing and shit like that. That was all very sure. impressive. I think you have to like Broadway stuff or just yeah, stage shows. You got to be in the musicals, no doubt. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, a good mutual friend of both of ours, Ashley from Rabbit Ears. Here's her Ashley. five. Top Gun, Rain Man, Mission Impossible. I'm assuming the first one. And then she's mm-hmm. also got her her number two is Mission Impossible Fallout. And okay. her number one her number one would have been Edge of Tomorrow. Tight, tight list. And there's a matchup with you on that one. Nice. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna end with a comment from uh, Paul, a dude that I think you know. <laughs> My co-host, yeah. <laughs> yeah, your co-host. He says collateral because Cruz is the bad guy. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow, the Mission Impossible series, but especially the first one and Fallout. That's and right, Wayne you know, will, and he says that you are going to overinflate Jerry Maguire. Yes, that's and I, and I. If if Paul's listening to this right now, and I know he does, uh, he's gonna be like, "What the fuck? He didn't put Jerry Maguire on his list, <laughs> motherfucker!" That's what that's will happen. Why, that's why I wanted to read his comment because you didn't do that. <laughs> you you didn't do that. You held back again. Uh, revising. Wayne, I love you, man. Thanks for coming on. I know I love you, you love, too, son. I know you love Tom Cruise, and I thought it'd be fun to get together and chat about his our favorite movies of his. So it was a this blast was to a have you hoot, on, bro. Thank you. This was absolutely uh, fantastic. Thank you. And you know, and stay safe, man. You know we're recording this during you know stay at home orders and sure. quarantines and everything else. So you too, man. Be be safe, man. You know long walks on the beach are okay, but just you know keep your distance. You know what I'm you know what I'm saying. You, you know, know what I, mean? I know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's an ass-free zone. <laughs> uh, that's right. Right now it is. Uh, Wayne, why don't, why don't you just tell everyone real quick where they can find you and Paul, brother? Yeah, sure. If you just Google The Countdown Podcast, you will find all of our socials, or you can send us an email at thecountdownpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, join up if you're interested, if you find me not too annoying, and if you uh, enjoyed the enthusiasm, if the misguided sort of uh, homoeroticism that I've, that I've got going on here. <laughs> Never, never misguided. Never misguided. Dead on, brother. Dead on. Uh, Wayne, I, Wayne, I appreciate it, man. I'll, t- I'll talk to you soon, brother. Anytime, uh, bro. We'll be back next week, guys, with another top five and another P for the pod. All right, Wayne, take care, man. See you guys. I ain't never seen nothing that'll make me go This crazy on like spinning my dough Had a million dollar vibe and nobody to go Them birthday cakes, they stole the show So sexual, she was flexible Professional, drinking Hexano Hold up, wait a minute, do I see what I think I will Did a thing, I seen sure they get low Ain't the same when it's up that close Make it rain, I'm making it snow Work the pole, I got the bang bro I'ma say that I prefer them no clothes I'm into that, I love women exposed She threw it back at me, I gave her more Cash ain't a problem, I know where it goes She had them Bottom jeans, boots with the fur The whole club is looking at her She hit the floor, next day you know Shawty got low, 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 low Them baggy sweatpants and the Reeboks with the straps Thank you for listening. Two Peas is an independent podcast. We rely on donations from our executive producers in order to release new content weekly. We would like to give a special thanks to all of our current producers, Kathy Ross, Dan Brennick, Caleb Brownlee, Justin Esquivel, Becca Seekpark, Daniel Henderson, Michelle Dato, Tony Davish, Paul Prezula, Chris Yaney, and Julio Mendoza. If you would like to become an executive producer and help us continue to release great content, please visit Two Peas on a Pod at patreon.com or check out the show notes for this episode. Again, thank you for listening.